More street takeovers in Austin, this time resulting in a crash after a driver leads troopers on a chase. We're live with the latest. And flames light the sky in South Austin. Details on this fatal accident near I-35. Our relentless heat gets worse before it tries to get better. We'll show you the changes and when the numbers peak this week in first warning weather. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. After multiple street takeovers last night in Austin, three people were hurt after DPS says a driver led them on a chase. It happened after authorities say about 100 vehicles gathered in a North Austin parking lot. KXAN Sarah Alshay at the intersection of Barton Springs and South Lamar Boulevard right now. One of the locations the Austin Police Department says it responded to. Sarah? Mike, you can still see the tire marks behind me in the middle of this intersection, but this isn't the first time that there's been a street takeover here. Back in February, there was one involving dozens of cars and fireworks, but businesses in the area tell me last night's takeover wasn't anywhere near the size of that one. DPS says its troopers responded to a car meet in a Target parking lot on Research Boulevard around 9.30 last night, where they saw about 100 vehicles. According to DPS, that's where they saw a car speeding without its headlights on. DPS says troopers tried to pull that car over, which then led to a chase. And from there, that car hit another vehicle. The driver, as well as two people in the car they crashed into, were taken to the hospital. APD also told KXAN they responded to calls about cars and several sporadic street takeovers last night as well, including in the 9900 block of South I-35 Frontage Road, the 400 block of Center Ridge Drive, and the intersection of Barton Springs Road in South Lamar Boulevard where I am right now and businesses in the area say they are on alert now that takeovers have happened twice here this year. I'm never going to advocate for there being more cops near my bar but I'm really starting to think if we want that to stop that's the only option. If I'm ever working on a Saturday night I'm definitely keeping an eye out and I'm keeping my camera ready. We are waiting to hear back from APD to find out if the people involved with February's takeover, the same group that was involved in last night. And regarding charges, there's no word yet if any will be filed as a result of the crash or of the takeovers. Back to you in the studio. Sarah, thanks. And responding to state troopers' involvement in last night's street takeovers, Governor Greg Abbott tweeted, The city of Austin may have tried to eliminate DPS from Austin, but I have not. He went on to write, DPS will be deployed as needed to every city, including Austin, to do everything possible to maintain safety. Earlier this month, Austin suspended a partnership with DPS that had troopers helping out as the department works to fill roughly 300 police positions. In response to the suspension, DPS announced that it would still continue to patrol in Austin as outlined in that partnership. In February, Austin police responded to a series of takeovers at busy intersections across the city, such as Barton Springs Road in South Lamar and North I-35 in Anderson Lane. Court documents say multiple crashes occurred, cars hit pedestrians, and police vehicles were damaged. 24 people were arrested in connection to those takeovers. And earlier this month, five people were arrested in Fort Worth involved in a street takeover. Police say those arrested were part of the same group that organized the February street takeovers in Austin that we just showed you. In July, on July 9th, Fort Worth PD saw a Dodge Challenger doing donuts in an intersection, and the Challenger led police on a 
chase at one point. After police used spikes to flatten the tires, the people inside got into another vehicle and took off. Two of the five arrested were juveniles. The others were 17, 19, and 20 years old. We are still trying to learn more this evening about a fiery rollover crash in South Austin that killed four people. You can see the large flames here engulfing a vehicle that rolled and ended up near a Toyota dealership. It happened at around 2.30 this morning along the South Interstate 35 service road near Battle Bend Boulevard. EMS says four people were pronounced dead and two others were taken to the hospital with injuries. Authorities have not released any information about how it happened. We'll let you know if we find out. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Another hot day here in Central Texas, but today's temperatures will be the coolest they will be for the next week. This is how it looks in Liberty Hill from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies camera there with almost completely clear skies, only a few puffy clouds around. But many of us still in the triple digits. We're at 102 right now in Austin and a few spots luckily in the 90s, but still warm for you wherever you are. And most of us a little warmer than this time yesterday by about one to two degrees. And the numbers are going to keep climbing here as we head into a brand new work week but at least we're staying, uh, we expect below what the temperatures are going to be here for the next few days. So enjoy today's cooler weather, we'll call it, before the heat really turns up. No sign of any rain here tonight or much in the way of clouds. 100 at 7, 94 at 9, and 90 here at 11. Now coming up in first warning weather, we expect the hottest days of the week to come tomorrow and Tuesday. We'll show you how high those numbers go before a very slight cooling trend. Also give you an update on the tropics and whether we'll get any rain out of them. First of all, this. Severe storms rolled through several states over the weekend, leaving behind significant damage. In Virginia, Maryland, and D.C., there were numerous reports of fallen trees and branches following Saturday night storms. In Dumfries, Virginia, a 43-year-old man was killed when a tree crashed down on his home while he was showering. Meanwhile, this was the scene in Easton, Maryland, where a fallen tree fell on one couple's home of 25 years. Storms also swept through parts of New Jersey, including a possible tornado there. Several trees were torn down along with power lines, leaving some residents without power. And in Tucson, Arizona, some people are still without electricity and dealing with extreme heat without air conditioning after a storm on Friday. Thanks, Nick. And as you speak of that extreme heat, every year car technicians deal with dead car batteries and flat tires due to the summer heat. But with the ongoing heat wave in Texas right now, car specialists are reporting newer and more unusual issues as the oppressive temperatures continue. Bosch Diagnostic Specialist says the Lone Star State summer heat spell has led to the breakdown of windshield wipers and brake fluids on top of engines overheating. You're driving around in 112 degree temperature, you've got heat reflecting off the glass, and that causes the rubber components and other components of a wiper blade to break down. And he recommends that car owners keep a tire pressure gauge on hand to get frequent readings during the summertime, as well as having car batteries checked by experts. We've got a checklist of all of the car troubles to watch out for this summer and why your remote start button could be impacting your car's oil levels. That's all online at KXAN.com. Still to come, a sales tax in Texas is about to go away. We'll let you know what items you'll soon get a break on. And multiple dogs in Indiana die from heat stroke. Why police are calling it a freak event.
Texans will soon get to say goodbye to the sales tax on essential baby products like diapers, as well as all menstrual products like tampons and pads. The legislation was a long time coming, finally getting momentum after Speaker Dade Phelan made it a priority this session. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden shows us how this will impact families in need. One by one. We're happy to help. Busy volunteers at the Austin Diaper Bank yeah. pack hundreds of baby essentials. Families who are living in poverty or have low incomes, diapers can be really expensive. And so a lot of times they'll reuse diapers, they'll use other things in place of a diaper, um, and we don't want families to do that. It's why Executive Director Holly McDaniel was overjoyed. We're absolutely thrilled. When a bill to eliminate the sales tax on essential baby items and menstrual products finally passed after years of advocacy. The Austin Diaper Bank serves about 35,000 families a year, so the need is great, and they say that any kind of savings on the sales taxes will add up and make a difference. It felt like a real team effort and to finally have it be successful was very gratifying. State Representative Donna Howard has been introducing this bill year after year. What made this time different? Well, certainly the budget surplus was a factor. I think it also came on the heels of the previous legislative session and the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade, where there was uh, a sense that uh, the Texas legislature was not taking care of women and not providing them access to health care. Um, so there was more of an effort this time, I think, on the part of leadership to show that indeed they did want to support women. Uh, they did want to support families. While it's small, families now won't have to pay extra for essential care. This is not a luxury. This is something that is required that is a cumulative amount over a period of time that can make a difference especially those living paycheck to paycheck. Monica Madden, KXAN News. And that new law will take effect on September the 1st. Another triple digit day for us here today, but not as hot as these numbers are gonna get this week. 103 today was below the record high of 106, but still five degrees above normal. It made for yet another triple digit day in a row. We're on a 23 day stretch now sure to jump into first place by the end of the week. We'll show you how high those numbers go and any relief in the not too distant future in first morning weather. Animal advocates are sharing photos and videos from an incident in Indiana where at least eight dogs died of heat stroke because of a failed AC unit. Natalie Martinez has details and we do want to warn you that some of these images you're about to see are disturbing. The Humane Society of Hobart shares heart-wrenching photos and videos from Thursday night around 740 when they were called to a chaotic scene at the Road Ranger gas stop in Lake Station, Indiana. There was a box truck with 18 shepherds, adult shepherds in, in heat distress. They were seizing on the scene, dying on the scene, um, and had, had heat stroke. This is a call coming in for animal cruelty on Berkeley Street. Jenny Weber explains that the Lake Station police, fire, and several Good Samaritans were already at the gas station when they arrived. We noticed that there were many infractions that we noticed, um, one being that they did not have the proper paperwork, no, nor was it presented to us. They also were transporting under conditions that weren't safe to do so. She says they were denied access by police to information, and the driver was able to continue his trip with dead and live 
dogs on board. The doors off, the animals not secure in the vehicle, and they were able to drive on to Michigan. This was really shocking for us. The chief of police emailed that they won't comment on the investigation until it's completed, but in a Facebook post said that the canines were being transported to a canine training facility from O'Hare Airport to Michigan City, Indiana. The driver got caught in a two-hour traffic delay. The AC unit in the cargo area failed. The post says the driver wasn't aware of the heat-related medical distress until he heard barking. He pulled over, but it was too late for at least eight dogs. Lake Station police call it a freak event, adding in its post that it wasn't an act of animal cruelty or neglect, but a mechanical failure of the AC unit. Tonight, five dogs are hospitalized at two clinics nearby. The Humane Society says they're confused and heartbroken that they weren't able to do more. You know, that did happen in Indiana, but that is a good warning for any of us, especially with the temperatures we're having, that yeah. you really do need to watch out for your pets and, of course, people as well, because you can't mess around with these dangerous, dangerous temperatures. And we talk about extreme heat and the dangers of sort of uh, cars or pets being stuck in a car. Mm. It does not take that long for a pet or a child to get too hot. Even temperatures 70, 80 degrees can do that, so it just mm. happens much more quickly with the temperatures the way we've had them. Let's take it outside here as we head into the this early Sunday evening as we're trying to wrap up the month of July. Tomorrow, of course, being the last day of the month. We're still at triple digits in Georgetown from our Ewald Kubota camera. So a little haze in the air today from the Saharan dust. That dust is going to thin oh so slightly here for Monday, but much more so on Tuesday and Wednesday. So as blue as the sky looked today, that sky is going to look even bluer here as we head into the uh, middle part of the week as that Saharan dust fades away. High pressure, though, going to be built building in and it'll be right on top of us on Monday and Tuesday, which is why we think those two days will be the hottest of the week. Later in the week, that high is going to settle down to the southwest of us a little and weaken just slightly, allowing temperatures to come down. This is by next Saturday. Still, it influences our weather. Still, it prevents rain. Still, it keeps us hot, but at least it weakens a little bit compared to what we're expecting it to do here for Monday and Tuesday. Temperatures outside in Austin now, 102. Same for Waco, 103 in Dallas. Much of these numbers warmer than this time yesterday as that high builds back in. We'll see these numbers fall through the 90s and 80s with a brief dip into the 70s as we begin tomorrow morning for many of us. But I think the numbers are going to kick up several degrees tomorrow compared to today. We're forecasting a high in Austin of 107 here during the afternoon, and we'll probably do that again here on Tuesday. Heat alerts have been expanded and worsened in a way as heat advisories have been replaced by excessive heat warnings for many of us, including Travis Williamson County, many of our eastern counties, and much of the hill country, where it may feel like it's up to 110 tomorrow when you factor in the heat and humidity. So tonight we're down to 78, which has been a similar number to what we've had a lot of the next of the last few weeks at nighttime. But then we're up to 107 tomorrow. That would break the record high of 106 for the date set back in 1923, years ago. We think we do 107 again on Tuesday before the numbers start to come down. 99 is normal for this time of year. Just a quick update on the tropics. There's two areas of potential development, and this one especially has a decent chance of becoming our next tropical depression, but the track of it would take it away from the United States and certainly no chance of it coming to bring us any rain here in Texas. So we'll just keep up with the heat and uh, the decent humidity, but it does drop off in the afternoon. And of course, we're keeping up with the dry conditions too. Mostly sunny skies all week, although those numbers do come down a little bit from 107 all the way down to 105.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Austin FC entered the League's Cup with high hopes, and there were some cool possibilities had they been able to play deep into the tournament, a rematch with LAFC, a possible meeting with Messi and Inter-Miami. However, those were all thwarted by Mazatlan and last night, FC Juarez. The match started off great for the Verde and Black. They had several good chances early. Couldn't capitalize until Ethan Finley scored the first goal in the 23rd minute. But FC Juarez took the air out of the place with Sebastian Saucedo's goal on the free kick in the 35th. Then whatever air was left got taken out after Aitor Garcia scored the go-ahead go goal in the 62nd minute. Then seven minutes later, he secured FC Juarez's trip to the next round with his second goal of the match. Austin FC falls 3-1. Some upset members of the green after this one. What I'd say is they're good teams. They have good players, and um, again, we have we have a good team, and we're we're growing. We've we've missing some guys. Clearly, we we were able to get a couple guys back, and it makes a difference. But um, we've got to you know obviously perform better when the when the moments are uh, most critical, and that's in and around the penalty box. This is disappointing. This is um, this is really disappointing. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Um, we gotta win one game out of two. We weren't able to do that at home, so it's not acceptable. Yeah, the it's about the results, and we didn't get what we wanted. Uh, we're at home, and we got to figure out ways to get a result. We needed one in those two games, and unfortunately, we came up short. Austin FC will take some time to think on it. Their next scheduled match is not until August 20th. After the match, Josh Wolf did tell reporters that he does want to schedule another match in order to keep the team a little more sharp and not be competitionless for three weeks. So stay tuned. Major League Baseball Tampa Bay brought it to the Astros today in Houston. We'll recap the action for Minute Maid Park when sports continues after this. Astros had an opportunity to earn another series victory as they try to keep pace with the Rangers for first place in the AL West. I'll be saying something like that a lot over the next few months. We go to Houston right now. We pick it up in the top of the first two on for Luke Rayleigh for Tampa Bay. Hits it right to Jose Abreu. Abreu mishandles it, allowing Rayleigh to reach and Yandy Diaz to score. one nothing. Rays on the air from Abreu. Josh Lowe hits this one to right field, and that is going to go into the corner. That'll be a double for him. That'll score two. Tampa Bay Rays increase their lead to 4-0. Then Yandy Diaz hitting a chopper off Alex Bregman. That allows Jose Siri to come home to score 5-0. Tampa Bay, they would roll over Houston winning 8-2. NFL, dynamic duos can make dynamic offenses, and the Cowboys feel like they've got one in quarterback Dak Prescott and his number one receiving target, C.D. Lamb. Lamb caught nine touchdowns last season. He connected with Prescott on several, and they say their connection became even stronger over the offseason. Their connection, you know, football-wise is, is very strong. The extra time together, you know, and I think it's, you know, just another reason would, why we do what we do as far as from an offensive approach is, you know, if you, if you can stay in the same offense and keep building off of, you know, what you, what you establish each year, I mean, it's, it just gives, you know, the Dak Prescotts, the CeeDee Lambs, and these other younger players a chance to just continue to grow. And hopefully we're talking about a bunch of duos here in the future. All right. Well, it'll be a couple of weeks before we see them in action against another team. August 12th is their first preseason game. So we'll have to wait to see if we actually have that dynamic duo going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Dynamic exactly. going. Yeah. Okay. More dynamic. They want it to be more dynamic. Mike, than they already are. Right. right. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll be right back with a final look at your forecast.
That's going to do it for us, everybody. We appreciate you watching this evening and hope to see you right back here at 10 o'clock. Have a great evening.